0: Hello, everyone. It's Ruth here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It means so much to me. I hope that you're enjoying listening to it as much as I am enjoying doing it. I am trying something new. I've noticed that other podcasters do a thing called housekeeping. And uh, they just kind of do a little blurb at the beginning of their podcast before they introduce the interview that they've done with someone. And I thought that was a good idea. So I'm giving it a try. Uh, I want to say, first of all, again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If it's something that you are interested in perhaps being on, please let me know. You can get in touch with me through my website, optimisticallydepressed.com, or you can email me at optimisticallydepressed86 at gmail.com, or if you follow me on Instagram, uh, you can send me a direct message. If you don't follow me on Instagram, please follow me on Instagram. You can find me at Optimistically Depressed, and you can send me a message through those three places, and I'll get back to you. We can set up a time to get together and talk a little bit about your story. I love hearing everyone's different stories, and then we can decide if doing a podcast is something that would be um, that would be beneficial for you. So. Um, that's one thing. Another thing is uh, if you are enjoying my podcast, can you please rate it and review it? It helps me a lot on iTunes. I know that makes it so it's easier for people to find the podcast. So you not, would not only be helping me, but you'd be helping other people that could potentially benefit from listening to this podcast. Um, as far as how I've been doing personally, not going to lie, it's been a rough go. Um, I've mentioned in a few of my podcasts that I accidentally stopped taking one of my medications during the chaos of many of us getting sick in the household. And when I realized that I'd stopped taking my medication, I thought that I was actually feeling okay. So I tried to go without it. But as many of you probably have experienced, those of you who are on medication Um, everything just comes back. And that's exactly what happened to me. I know that there is a rare occasion, the rare occasion where someone does go off their medication and they're okay without it. But um, that wasn't the case with me. So I'm working on being okay with that. And I did start taking it again and I'm just waiting for it to kick in again. So in the meantime, I've been having a really rough go. Um, I've been learning a lot about how (laughs) and just how a lot of times you do things because it feels good in the moment because you just want to feel good but then it ends up not benefiting you later so I've been having some of those experiences I have been learning a lot but it's been pretty painful I think that I'm starting to feel better and that's a huge relief because living in that dark place is so lonely and it does really make you start to wonder like what you're really doing with yourself what you're doing with your life so I'm glad to be kind of feeling that that weight being lifted off of me. Um, now, I, I'm really I'm quite excited to uh, to have all of you take a listen to my interview with Raina. She is absolutely hilarious. I was laughing, I think, throughout the entire thing. She's so witty. She has such a comical way of describing some of the like awful things that she's been through. And uh, she has, uh, she's just a very driven person and uh, always a pleasure to be around. So I hope that you enjoy listening to this interview as much as I have enjoyed doing the interview. I hope that you laugh and cry, maybe, and, you know, get all the feels out because that's always good for everybody. And without further ado, here is the interview with the brilliant Raina. Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed. I am your host, Ruth McMullen. We are brought to you by Simple Rituals Skin Care. You need to check them out. I know I say this a lot, but I mean it. Check them out. SimpleRituals.ca There is a, like, if nothing else, there's a lip balm that will blow your mind. <laughs> It's so it's so good. I have it. I have it in a central location in the household because (laughs) because honestly, um, I will whenever the kids come up and they're like, I have this like little rash on my face. I just grab that and I swipe it on. It works. It totally takes care of like any kind of dryness or whatever. I use it all the time. Um, there's also like a body lotion that you can use and I put it in my hair, my hair. Yeah, I put it in my hair and it like, it might feel my hair. I've had somebody else feel my hair in here before. Do it. Oh,
1: wow. Right? So soft. It's so soft. Is that why it's so shiny?
0: Yes. I put, I spray this in. So when I know that I'm going to be having a shower the next day, I spray it in the night before and I braid my hair so it doesn't like kind of get everywhere. And then, yeah, I wash it out and my hair has been healthier since. That's insane. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Angela, as I say, and Angela, every time, Angela's like, you don't need to go on about my, pro- my product. <laughs> you can just say proudly brought to you by. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I <laughs> just,
1: I just I want to tell everyone. I just want to day. tell
0: everybody. So anyway, <clears throat> I am here with Raina. Yeah. I got your name right. <laughs> yeah, <today. Jane. laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... You have a totally awesome tattoo on your arm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm covered in them. That's really... Little wow. does my family know.
1: <laughs> Nervous laughter. Nervous laughter. Hopefully don't listen to out, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Yeah, no. My mom knows. That's, a, That's really cool. You have an owl on there, too. Yeah, I have an owl with an evil eye. Sweet. A weird pirate ship with a, with a mountain and a, a moon. Scorpion.
0: I, I'm totally I'm really liking that. And you have and you have writing in a different language.
1: This one? The Fuzette Effect Moi. Oh wait. You know it. You know it. Sleep with me. Yeah, you are with me. Yeah. Oh, you're with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like a friend a friend tattoo. They're they're still alive. Whenever I, I get asked about this, they're always like, Oh, did someone pass away? And I'm like, you know that does sound really morbid doesn't it <laughs> they're actually they're really well <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I could have worded this differently like, <laughs> we have we have matching tattoos hers she was so slender that she had to get hers on her ankle because it didn't fit on her arm <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah it kills me every time I'm just like that's amazing like that's how slender just, you are like yeah, she couldn't that's fit incredible, that incredible because like your arm is small yeah but hers is smaller <laughs> That it literally was incapable of fitting in this location. So I had to go on her <laughs> ankle, which is like quite a thicker part, like just above the ankle, more than her calf range. So I'm like, damn, that's like, that's like a big piece of meat down there. Like, I'm like, That's amazing that that's the big jump you had to make from your arm. <laughs> from your <laughs> can you, can arm. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, no. Then there's my jellyfish. Yeah, you got a jellyfish. My jellyfish is actually a cover up. Can you tell? There's, no. the, there's a moon there. Why did did you cover it up? So, I mean, it's funny if I put this in a backwards perspective. So do you know what a jellyfish (laughs) means? Because this is how spiteful I am as a person sometimes. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know
0: what a jellyfish means. Oh, man. Okay.
1: So honestly, I have a strong affiliation with jellyfish. When I saw them in, what's that massive aquarium? Ripley's Aquarium? Oh, yeah. So we went there with like one of my best friends, and I literally stood in front of the wall of jellyfish, and she just left me alone for like 15 minutes. So I just like stood there and I like got really emotionally evoked by these jellyfish. I
0: just really? like, stood there and
1: like teared up because I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm really feeling spiritually moved by jellyfish. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I've always really loved them. It's because they're like um, basically what they represent is uh, like the power in being alone and like the comfort in being alone, and also like having faith that everything will work out. Like everything will work out for itself in the end, so you don't have to like go and crazy.
0: I yeah, I feel like I need to get a jellyfish, jellyfish tattoo, tattoo, right? So like people yeah.
1: always like say they love jellyfish and I'm like, yeah, but do you actually know what they mean though? Like, you know how lions bravery all this? Mm-hmm. Like jellyfish have such a lovely meaning, especially for like I find like I'm not a feminist. <laughs> Like I am, like I'm more of like an equali- equality type of person. But yeah. I do strongly believe that for girls right now, especially the industry I come from, mm-hmm. it's hard. Like it's a hard industry to like make a dent in without people like questioning you a lot. Yes. So like I get very defensive very quickly. So, I like, I totally
0: get it. Yeah. Like. Oh, for the
1: fit- listeners, what industry are you in? Oh, fitness. <laughs> So more specifically, I was a personal trainer for like uh, what? Where? What year are we now? Two thousand and nineteen. So mm-hmm. since two thousand and fourteen,
0: and you are terrifyingly
1: strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm proud to be. Like, like proud to be. Yeah. Like that's like my one. Strong. My one physical thing is like I like to be able to lift more. <laughs> than, yeah, but I mean it's humbling. Like we'll get into that later because like obviously for the past year I fell off that wagon a little bit because of health. But uh, back mm-hmm. to my jellyfish. Yes, jellyfish. I covered. I covered my moon. Mm -hmm. So, I had a geometric moon with an Uh, (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Yep. So, uh, nothing too heavy. At least it wasn't his name or, like, a dark tattoo. It was literally just a geometric outline, so it was really easy to cover. Oh, great. So, um, obviously, that was, like, a a relationship that was... It went on for a few years, and I obviously thought we were going to be a happily ever after. So, Mm -hmm. that's the only reason I would plaster a moon on my arm for everyone to see. (laughs) He was more intelligent and got it on his chest, so guess who was the one that got fucked over that one like (laughs) like, yeah so I ended up having to be like looking at it and being realistic with myself being like shit like this is a permanent reminder like um, oh well like so I was like I'll just go and cover it originally this was definitely not supposed to be the largeness that it is Uh, that by the way is a like a like a pattern that happens with all my tattoos yeah my owl was supposed to literally be the size of my fist basically Like, it was just supposed to be a small little owl, a cute tattoo. Like, I finally convinced my parents that, like, this was a great idea. Like, I want to do it. And Uh then I FaceTimed them. Mm -hmm. Like, the worst thing is my parents paid for this tattoo, too. Like, my mom, it's like the rest of the family is, like, very, like, Muslim, so they don't really want to see that. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, my mom's, like, free-spirited and, like, live your own life. So she (laughs) was, like, when I finally convinced her, she was, like, sure, sure, go. So I go, I come back, and I was, like, oh, she's going to fucking kill me. (laughs) and i was like this was like my first tattoo on my arm except for this little thing i like that yeah the little chinese symbol simple Mm -hmm. um yeah so anyway my mom likes she's like texting me frantically and she's like facetime me facetime me facetime me i want to see it i want to see the tattoo and i'm like okay (laughs) so i'm like (laughs) ready and like we're like i'm literally sitting there and like i have my laptop out and i'm like are you are you ready no you ready to see it and she's just like yeah why are you being strange and like my mom's like really British so like when she gets annoyed it's like fucking tenfold she's like show me right now and, like, and I'm like Ugh. "So I like take it off and I'm like showing her and at first she was like shocked and appalled she was like it wasn't supposed to be that size and then I just, like, didn't say anything because I'm like, well, I was kind of fucking stuck there now. Like, I can go back and be like, can you actually take a little bit off? Like, like can you, can you imagine? So I'm, like, sitting there looking at her. I'm like, well, I mean, can't we go far with this, really? And she's just like, beautifully done, though. Wonderful. And I'm like, oh, thank God. like, Because like, I'm like, I don't know what I would have done if they didn't like it. Like, there's not really an option. You either like it or, like, oh, well, like, it sucks to suck a little bit. Like, The only one that she really doesn't really like is the fact that I tattooed my finger. Cause she's just like, I cannot believe you tattooed your hands. Yeah Like she's like, You have lovely hands. And I'm like, Yeah, that's why I want to tattoo it. Cause you know, (laughs) tattoo the parts that are nice. You don't tattoo the ugly parts. Like, please everyone stare at my deformities. Like why it's like like, let me just tattoo my little fat roll so everyone has to look at it every day. Of course I'm gonna tattoo the places I like about my body. Like, dumb thing to say. Like, Like So I remember just like looking at her being like, Okay, Mom, like Yes, it's on my finger, and everyone's going to see it. And then her, ha- Well would you get a palm tree? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, the rest thing is is I'm sitting there, and I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, should I tell her, like, the whole plan? Or, like, should I just lie and say I like, palm trees? Because, like, what I want to do is tattoo every finger with <laughs> a tree from everywhere I'm from.
0: Because, oh. like, no one
1: really would guess that. Because, like, you know, if you get flags or, like, like a maple leaf or something, everyone's like, Oh, you got that because you're Canadian. <laughs> like, you know Do you know what I mean? So like I'm yeah. always like, okay, how can I be kind of original with my tattoos? Cause it's really hard to be original with tattoos now. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's got 90% of my tattoos. Like it's really it's like hard. Like you're like, I'm really trying to be different. And then like you see it two days later, you're like, fuck. <laughs> it's like so it's like you're just it's just sod's law, like unless you drew it yourself. But even then, like the mind can only imagine so much. Like right, it's a palm tree. <laughs> like, like what am I going to do like a palm tree on acid like I don't know like, can't really get creative so yeah I'm going to get a palm tree which I have then mm-hmm. i want to get a little oak tree for England a little nice. maple tree for here because like Canada have to be original and get maple tree Right. and then I'm going to get like a little mango tree for like my mum's my Pakistani right mm-hmm. so then I'll have one like this one's obviously for the Canary Islands because that's where I was born like my dad's from there so that's my way of saying where I'm from and they're all cute trees I love trees I don't know why I have a weird thing for trees. Like <laughs> you, you know how some people trees. like love the water. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like a tree person. Like I could just like stare at a tree and be happy. <laughs> the rest of my life, where will you find me? Just beside the birch tree. <laughs> Can you imagine the most simple, basic tree? But I could just stare at it for hours. <laughs> people be like, "Wow, you really fucked eh? <laughs> like, like, like you're like just, yeah. like, just a little bit just a little bit just, just little a little bit it's just a smidge just a smidge literally though yeah i feel like you haven't talked so i'm going to stop Verbal no. diarrhea <laughs> just keeps coming it just keeps going
0: I, I i totally... no i love it and what i've said before like what i said before is that i like to allow the other person to kind of steer the conversation fair enough you like enough. this is your show oh, i'm just kind of here
1: i'm famous <laughs> <laughs> I walk in here with sunglasses on. Yeah, I'm here for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no pictures. <laughs> Can you imagine? I should have just done that. You like, should just have, to have done seen that. your reaction. Been like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for I'm the here. Miss Rack City is here. <laughs> <laughs> fur jacket and like bougie boots like walk in like i love the word bougie oh i bougie is like the middle name of raina like <laughs> like it's like disgusting like i don't even understand any other word i don't think like i think if i had a lifestyle choice it would just be bougie it would just be bougie i yeah. was totally just talking to somebody else about it bougie, bougie yeah sports? on on a podcast <laughs> well this not it's just tie right in chapter yeah. two of the bougie Don't chapter two of the Bougie. Bad bougie. Oh my gosh. Because I was saying how I was called bougie. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I take it as a compliment. I totally took it as a compliment. And then I learned what it really means. Yeah, I know. It's really offensive. (laughs) And then I was like, oh. It's it's not really (laughs) offensive, but it's like kind of a slap in the face. It's kind of a slap. But then I was like. But it's accurate. Hell, oh, yeah. from my it's life totally right now? It's totally right. Hell, yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. I'm living then, on the edge of just bankruptcy constantly. I know! I'm like, oh, my God, opening a studio sounds really fantastic, doesn't it? Tell that to my $4 in my bank account. <laughs> like, today we went to Tim Hortons, and I genuinely told, like, you know, Adam. Like, yes. I genuinely told him. I was like, and I don't think he realized I wasn't kidding when I was like, um... I literally was like, you can try my personal card, but uh, we might have to use the business card. And like, and he like looked at me and I'm like, Haha. and Emily's like in the back and I'm like, yeah, everyone in this car except for Emily thinks I'm kidding right now. It's a strong possibility there's not $5 in there right now. I'm like there's definitely $5 in the business card, but Raina's broke. Okay. Raina, <laughs> Raina, Raina broke. is bougie. Bougie <laughs> and broke. Yeah. bougiely broke. 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 Bougially broke. Fabulously broke. Fabulously <laughs> broke. Yeah, following, hopefully, Jesus. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah, we'll see. The person that holds me back is Sean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sean, it's all your fault. I
0: want to be bad and bougie. (laughs) I want to be broke and bougie. (laughs) Just let me
1: live. Just let me live. (laughs) He's like, do you really need that? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually become Emily and I. Like, we're standing there and we're like, we're holding like 20 pairs of yoga pants. Like our winners, of course, because bougie. Bougie, So we're like holding 20 pairs of yoga pants and we're like, I love them all. (laughs) And then we're like going around. You know that thing you do when you have 20 and then by the end you have one because you've walked around the store and placed them back on random racks when you're like, I guess I don't really need plaid leggings. (laughs) And you're like putting them back. You're like, I guess I don't really need another pair of black mesh. And you're like, we're just walking around putting them on like the shirt rack and like the shoe rack, and you're like, Look, I already picked one. And it's like, Wow. And I didn't make this decision because I'm poor. I did it out of first, like, complete just self control. Self control. Like, like, you trick yourself time. into yes. thinking that it was self control. Yep. Whereas, you know, that if it was unlimited, you'd have like 15 pairs of the same black leggings.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, especially leggings. Oh, yes. Like, you can't have enough leggings.
1: No. Right. No, you should see our dining table right now. Because, like, Emily and I have been, like, mass, for some freaking reason. I have no idea why. Like, the biggest thing we've been really focused on is, like, what will we wear in photo shoots? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, not not where are we going to do the photo shoot? Like, how is our studio coming along? No, we're like, what will our matching outfit be? (laughs) And we're like, a onesie? I think that's a great idea, <laughs> and then like we're ordering like what's her name like Jenna something, like Channing Tatum's ex-wife, like do you know Danskin? I'm
0: so sorry. Oh, you
1: would actually really like Danskin, I think. But there's like really? it's like a gym like not gym clothes but like dance clothes. Ooh. But they're actually better than gym clothes because they don't freaking move because they're meant for dancers, right? So if you're wearing a pair of dancing leggings. They're not going to move when you squat, because if they move when they you squat, what are they going to do when a girl's flinging herself through the air doing splits? Fall off? <laughs> like, you got to have some real suction there. That's yeah. Yeah, so, like, we ordered stuff from Danskin, and, like, we've been waiting every day for it to get here. It's so depressing. But we ordered this one-piece, like, leotard thing from Jen, Channing Tatum's ex-wife. And, like, we're literally sitting there every day going, like, we are going to look like fire in those. And it's like, we have absolutely no game plan on what poses we're going to do. Like, what, where are we going to take for the location of these pictures? But we're going to look like fire in our confusion. Like, someone's going to be like, are you guys ready? And we'll be like, don't we look it? And then they're going to be like, well, not really. Like, where are we going? Hmm. Well, we didn't think that far ahead, but we have banging outfits. Like it literally, the description. Ruth, you'll love this. The description literally said, "Go from your yoga class, slap on a pair of heels, and head out for a night on the town." And I remember being like, "What a versatile outfit!" And I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, and like Emily and I didn't even flinch. We were like, "We can just leave the studio and go and get drunk." And we're like, and we were like, wait, that's not the lifestyle we're trying to push with this studio. We're trying to, that's not like really the message we're trying to pull. Like, can you imagine? Hello, we just came from yoga,
0: <laughs> but we we're here
1: from... for some Nova Seven. <laughs> like, can you like no, not the a message. bottle each, please. Oh yeah, like when we first decided to open the studio, yeah, we went to Lot Six, and like we're lucky, like we know because we we met at Bitter End, right? So we know the like the industry people. Okay, so we go to Lot Six looking like absolute shit, like... (laughs) No, like the pictures from that night I was like what is wrong with us like most people go to lot six like half presentable I'm not rolling up in like sweatpants and like freaking vans being like give me ball number seven like who does that like what are we like G unit like what so like we walk in looking ratchet like just absolute homelessness and then trying to tell people it's we were celebrating because we're opening a business yeah if anyone looked at us no we weren't like all we were celebrating was we might have had five dollars in our bank account left over from our binging of alcohol for the <laughs> past two weeks like literally that's like what it looked like so i remember like seeing the videos with the next day i was so ashamed of myself i was like <laughs> Emily, like what but under an hour we literally polished off a bottle and a half of nova 7 like we just like were pouring it and Ilya was like the bartender at the time he like literally looked he's like we like can i have another bottle and he's like guys you just have the oh it's empty and we were, like, literally had the audacity to sass the poor guy. We were literally, like, well, yeah, why else would we be asking for another bottle? Obviously, we finished it. And, and like, I remember seeing being like, man, like, why do people even want to talk to me? Like, anything that comes out of my mouth is either offensive or annoying. Like, I'm, like, like just, like, I'm like that fly on the wall that you're kind of, like, it's just slightly out of my reach so I can't really kill it. But like i hope it goes away I it
0: goes. You, know what I mean? you know what i mean when you're like mm, I, know, I know what you mean i feel the same way i will totally i'll be hanging out with someone i'll be talking and in my yeah and in my head i'll just be like stop just <laughs> spare us both <laughs> <laughs> just end it it's so true oh it's my so god but
1: like i feel like personalities are like ours like really do well with like the fitness industry like Emily and I run along like kind of a similar spectrum like obviously she's a little bit more down to earth than me like I'm a little bit like hello I sit on the moon 90% of the time sometimes I come back down to visit like that's literally how I act whereas Emily's more like welcome and I'm like Oh, okay. I'll stay, I guess. Let me sit for a while. Like it's kind of weird how we function as humans together. Mm-hmm. but um, it's funny because, like I find like that's like she's been like such a big like assistance to me cause like mm-hmm. I'm an absolute head case. like I'm a little nightmare. like You're i think, like, nightmare. oh, yeah, I'm like a nightmare on Elm Street. Like it's not even a little nightmare. It's like creatures are crawling out of woodwork and like, Things are playing pianos and, like, it's a fucking, like, Russian roulette constantly. Like, no one knows what they're going to get. Like, are they going to get fun, Raina? Are they going to get the one crying in her room for three days and, like, not coming out for no reason? No, like, I literally said to Emily the other day, I'm like, sometimes I wonder if, like, in those moments, like, I straight up kind of black out. I'm like, I don't even know if I pee. Like, I'm like, like, because in my head, I don't even leave my room. So, I'm like, so, like, do I pee? I don't know. Like, I'm like, I think I do. Like, I'm pretty sure we have an ensuite, so I'm assuming I'm going in there. But I'm like, for the most part, I'm just like so in my head that I'm in La La Land in there, being like, I'm not coming out today. <laughs> no. And people are just like, Ray, you should eat. Nope. Nope. Eating is for the weak. <laughs> and I'm just like in there hiding away. So you like, are like, you're super strength. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I feel
0: like, like okay, so like I'm intrigued.
1: Okay. So intrigued. Intrigued is a, de- is a like very difficult situation. It's yeah. dangerous for you. <laughs> it's it totally. I feel like I feel like you're a fire that I just want to touch. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny is I get that so much. Like everyone's like, I don't know. You seem like a little bit like you could be very threatening, but I want to see what happens if I push you there. Yeah, and I'm like. Wow, okay, like, seems fun for me. I don't know about you, but, like, if you want to release the beast, sure. Like, at your own fucking mercy, you can release the beast. Like, I'm just like, don't fucking blame me if it all goes wrong in your face. Like, so you came here first. <laughs> yeah, you were the one that beckoned it. Yeah, you called, you summoned it. You, you were su- like, oh, the witches, bring out little Raina. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, I'm here. I'm here to play. Oh, oh. <laughs> My goodness. Gosh, the yeah, you're like, that that was, you just gave yeah. me was
0: terrifying. That was actually like that was you're so like, That freaky. was actually demonic. Like, that was. a the did seem to A little bit, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> Tell me about your life, Raina. Raina, Raina. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess it's pretty lengthy for such a short one. Like I'm. Like I'm. I'm young. Like I'm young. How old am I? Twenty six. Yep. Yeah, just had Twenty six. Man, it's really bad. Like after like twenty three, I kept telling people I was twenty three. Yeah, I know. You're I, just like, kind of like, I, was, I don't know. 23 seemed to be my cap. Like, I reached capacity at 23. Like, for some reason, I refused to acknowledge that you could probably get older than that. Yeah. So, like, every time I'm like, I'm 26, <laughs> and then it's, like, not a fake idea, I swear. Like, I literally know how old I am. I don't know why I said that. I was 23. Because I'm in denial. Like, yeah. Okay. So, I grew up. Well, I mean, like, that's complicated, too. I guess I'll just, like, nutshell this as quick as possible. <laughs> uh, my mother <laughs> decided at some point in her life that she just had enough, like we all do. But My mom just, like, went one step further than the average person, and she just literally got into a plane and flew away from home and went to the Canary Islands. So the Canary Islands are off the coast of Africa, the little small little things. Like, honestly, I don't think I've met anybody else who's gone there except British people, because it's like England's Vegas. So that gives you an idea of what my mom was up to. <laughs> Like, if that doesn't tell you anything, like, oh, okay, mom. Like, I remember I was 18 and my mom took me there for the first time to be like, this is where you're from. Like, this is where you were born. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, I was, like, mortified. Because, like, at that age, like, I hadn't done anything. Like, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. Like, I was, like, PG-13 all the way. (laughs) And, like, I'm, like, walking into this island where there's just, like, titties out and, like, weed everywhere. And I'm like my mother was a whore. Like, I was literally just absolutely mortified. And I'm, like, looking and there's, like, clubs on every street. It's, like, Tenerife is, like, Vegas times 50. Because, like, I've been to Vegas. I went last last year or the year before anyway i went to vegas and like i was like oh this is nothing compared to tell if i'm like tell fucked up oh my like, gosh oh yeah it's like a fucking free-for-all that i'm like looking at my mum in a whole different light i'm like i know who you are now <laughs> and i am ashamed of you and like my mum's like this is where you were born and i'm like great i was a bastard <laughs> like i'm like i can see where i am now and i'm like now all the jokes make sense because like whenever i used to tell people who had been there that I was born in Tenerife because, like, at the time I didn't realize the magnitude of that sentence. <laughs> like, people would be like, oh, a Tenerife baby. And I'd what? be like, uh, Tenerife baby. Yeah, I'm a Tenerife <laughs> baby. Like, why is that weird? Like, And then when I found, finally went, I was like, it all makes sense now. <laughs> like, now I know why people were, like, horrified to meet me almost because they were like, oh, my God, a real one. <laughs> so anyway, my mother got on this plane, decided to go there, out popped me. Uh, my mom actually had one of those freaky stories when, like, she didn't know she was pregnant until she was eight months old. Uh, because.
0: Most, Wait, until she
1: was eight months along. Yeah, she right. did not know. Yeah, right. Like, she actually wore her jeans, everything through. She, like, worked, like, a 12-hour shift in, like, a bar. Like, she was, like, going at life full throttle. Like, I'm a miracle baby. She literally, hands down, calls me a miracle baby because, like, Alcohol Anonymous was my mom's life. Like, what? like Yeah, and, like, somehow, I mean, like, it might explain a couple things, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Came out relatively normal, like, thank God. But, uh, like, my head's a regular size and, like, I have yeah. my fingers. So you have all, yeah, yeah you yeah, look, so you look. I look fine, you thank look God. You look fine, yeah. Like, so, like, my mom calls her, like, calls me, like, her little blessing because, like, I was, like, her reality check. But uh, only half a check, realistically, with my mom. Um, she kind of, like, she dealt with having me, I think, as well as she could have. Given the circumstances, she had a month to prepare for me. Like, she went in for blood work because she threw up every time she she ate eggs. And then they were like, well, you're pregnant. And my oh. mom was like, ah, oh, ha, 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 no, I'm not. I don't want children because she never wanted to have children or get married. Like, she was, like, on the road of, like, I am a single woman who is strong and independent and doesn't need no man. Oh. And, like, a child in her head would have weighed her down, I think. Like, uh, like stopped her from just being able to live, basically. Okay, Which, and that... Time was pretty true, because, like, you know, stay-at-home moms were, like, full throttle. Like, for my mom to, like, up and leave and go to work was kind of weird. Like, all my friends' moms were home, but Uh, not my mom. Okay. So, I I went to a private school in England, so, like, all the moms were, like, snooty. Like, Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, (laughs) my mom had me, had, like, a little bit of mental meltdown, left my dad, because my mom... (laughs) Poor, poor woman. Love her to pieces, but a little bit confused. She'll never listen to this, so I can say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've yelled at her a few times anyway, in, like, hysteria. Like, you know. You are a such up person. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like, she's like, bless her, but she's just a couple things off. Okay. But a few chips on her shoulders that she definitely still carries. Okay. But uh, flew over to England. I would have been, like, I guess, like, I think two, three years old. Mm-hmm. so like memories are fleeting I don't mm-hmm. really remember much of this but right. I remember being in England and uh, we went to my grandmother's house yeah so my grandmother we used to actually get called by the neighbourhood village because we lived in countryside of England so everyone's always like I've been to London too and I'm like do you honestly think that England is just fucking London like I'm like every single time they're like Plymouth what about Liverpool I'm like why do you think there's only three places to go in a fucking country <laughs> Like, it's like saying there's three places to go in Nova Scotia. It's, like, basically the same size. There's definitely more than three places to go in Nova Scotia. Like, why do you think we have three places? We're they could, quite a large, small country. Anyway, every time they're all... And then I say, I'm like, I'm actually from southern England. They're like, oh, I don't know where that is. <laughs> and then I'm always like, well, it means the, sur- the south of England. <laughs> it's not really hard to contemplate. Like, I don't need to give you the fucking city. Just, like... The South. Like, go <laughs> down. Yeah, like, just scoot like, down, yeah. Right? So anyway, I'm actually from, like, literally, like, the water, basically. So I'm, like, right on, like, the English Channel. Okay. Um. So I'm from, like, a little seaside town in England. So, like, the definition of, like, what you see in movies of, like, like the little tiny roads with the hedgehog rows and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, do you know Jane Eyre? Yeah. Okay, so Jane Eyre is my absolute favorite book. I've read it, like, I don't even freaking know how many times. Like, I'm obsessed with Jane Eyre. I don't even know why. Because, like, it's a really sad book. But, like, at the same time, like really inspiring but anyway I obsessed about Wuthering Heights and Jane Eyre those are like my two things that I'm like oh what a beautiful story so anyway (laughs) those locations is like where I'm from yeah so wow yeah so I'm from like where you can like look up on a hill and there's a castle and you're like oh castle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. yeah and like you have absolutely no concept when you're a kid that that's really cool or that you live there until you leave and everyone's like i'm going to england to see the ruins of the castles and i'm like oh yeah there's one like five minutes by my old house and people are like what the fuck And <laughs> then I'm, like, I'm like yeah i know my grandmother lucked me downstairs in one as a joke because in england uh, a lot of the castles i know she's an absolute crazy bitch my grandmother <laughs> i like, love her to pieces, but absolutely fucking mental like her sense of humor is just awful like, okay. just so cool. Like, no wonder I came out slightly scarred. Like, <laughs> like literally, it's like the things that she would do as a joke are, like, not funny. No. Not funny at all. Like, literally convinced me for the longest time that this cave on our dog walk had, like, an evil clown in it. That if what? I went too close, it would snatch me and take me away. Which oh as like, gosh. a joke. And now I'm, like, looking back on it. I remember, like, basically pissing my pants every time we go by this fucking cave. Because I was like, a clown is going to come and get me. And, like, <laughs> literally, there's no fucking clown. I'm just scared of the boogeyman. And it's in the fucking hill, like <laughs> like great Nana, like. But no, um, this oh my gosh. literally just mental. Yeah. So, yeah. I realized when I moved here. So I moved here the first time, as I told you before, mm-hmm. the nine eleven incident. Yeah. yeah. So I moved. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I moved to Sussex, New Brunswick. I'm only laughing because like of all the places we could have gone, Sussex, New Brunswick is where <laughs> we moved. Yeah. 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 Literally right. Um. Anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Sussex. So we left this completely different life and like looking back on it I'm kind of like no wonder I had a lot of childhood frustration because like <laughs> yeah. we left this life that I had gotten accustomed to because I would have been around like I think the first time I moved to Canada I was around 10 mm-hmm um, so we used to live in, like, an eight-bedroom, like, Victorian house that had three separate gardens and, like, an 11-foot wall around it. And it was, like, we had, like, a terrarium and, like, it was a beautiful oh house and, like, a pond that my grandmother built because she had a fucking obsession with koi fish. So she just decided she wanted a koi fish pond. Right? And was, like, like, all of my kid pictures are, like, me looking like a little boy with, like, dungarees on. Oh. I think you guys call them uh, overalls? Yeah. Yeah, so we call them dungarees. <laughs> so anyway, okay. I have, like, dung- overalls on, and, like, I'm sitting there with, like, this little net pretending to fish because I guess my grandmother thought that was cute, so she was like, here, take a net and play with the fish. I'm like, I just, like, stick my finger and they'd suck it, and I'd be like, eh. And I'm like, now if you told me that, I'd fucking die. If you, like, put your finger and let a massive codfish or koi fish lick it, I'd be like, ew, no. <laughs> I don't want to. Why would I want to do that? But back then I was like, eh, <laughs> <"My> fingers. <laughs> like... So yeah, we had, and then we had uh, two German shepherds. So I grew up with, it was actually really cute. Like the cutest thing my grandmother ever did probably is like, my mom left me with my grandmother when I was a baby, like when I was like two years, she just left me there because my mom wanted to go work in London. Wasn't really fully committed to the concept of being a mother. She was sort of kind of like, I'm d- I'm good to not. <laughs> so she was like yeah she like kind of realized I think after a minute of like when I was no longer just an infant that you could just strap on your back and drag somewhere Mm -hmm. that like when they start to hit that age when you're like oh shit it's time to be maternal (laughs) and then it's like I don't really have that ability I think my mom kind of came to that conclusion when I like suddenly you know needed a mother so my mom was like "Mm, you know who's better at this my mom go so she just tossed me over to my my grandmother which is fine like all jokes aside it was actually probably for the best because my mom lived in london and like i wouldn't have had the childhood that you would have wanted a child to have living in london okay because london city is can't just go out play in a garden like you know what i mean like it's it's a very different not safe environment like
0: we had an 11
1: foot brick wall around our house in devon so, like, my grandmother would just plop me outside and I would just play with the dogs and she could just see me from the window and it was not a big deal. Whereas mm-hmm. if I lived in London, it would be like, okay, let me hold your hand as we walk to the closest park and hope there's no, like, pivots around. Because, <laughs> like, you're like, oh, my God, what a horrible life. Yeah, you're like, exactly. So that's what I swerved. So Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, for the wind. So anyway, I remember it's actually at that age that physical activity started, which is kind of why like I have like this undying amount of strength that just like never goes away. Mm Because my grandmother's like ridiculous. Like looking back at her, I'm like, this woman is absolutely mental, like completely psycho. (laughs) So I was like three years old and my grandmother, from the age of two till three, would take me every day. We had these two king shepherds, so she used to take them through. Do you know the moors and like Cornwall? Yeah. So that's where we lived, like right around that area. Oh my
0: goodness. Okay. Yeah, so
1: we would go for a two hour walk around there because they were German shepherds. They needed to just run, right? Right. So my grandmother would take me in my pramp, like push me in my little stroller around those like areas these like rocky hills for like two hours and wow. then one day it was just too muddy <laughs> this is the story she tells anyway i think she just got lazy but anyway <laughs> one day it was like i was about three years old it was just too muddy okay and my grandmother looked at me and she's just like if you want to keep coming for these walks with me you have to start walking them because i can't push you anymore like you're too big and apparently i don't remember this like no way i could remember this but he was slightly upset so probably just like got pushed away somewhere i just looked and i was like no i want to come i'll walk so at that age i started doing like two hour little hikes with my grandmother with the dogs yeah oh my goodness yeah. so there's like these all kinds of kid pictures of me just like literally like scaling up like cornwall and like all these like ridiculous areas that like, you would never take a child being like i'm coming and like <laughs> literally like having no concept of fear and like anything like we had like do you know like Shetland ponies and all them like the little wild horses on those hills oh so like they're God. all around all the time and I'm just like all the pictures are hilarious of my childhood like whenever people see them they're like no they look photoshopped and my, I know right my grandmother had no sense of parenting like my mother literally <laughs> thought she was leaving me in safe hands and my grandmother's like go pet the wild pony <laughs> and I was like fuck my life like how am I okay like I'm not like <laughs> but um yeah no it was, it was pretty cool and then um, like, our house, the school I went to, everything was very different. Like, the school I went to was, like, this, like, tiny, like, village school that kids used to get brought to school in, like, tractors and stuff. <laughs> like, it was, like, I was in, like, amazing. yeah, it was, like, a little, like, English village school. So, like, there was, like, one little corner, like, store, and it was, like, really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we, I, I think I told, I'm not sure how I told this, but we used to sing, like, the Lord's Prayer every morning. And I'm like, we're a Muslim family, so it used to be hilarious. But, like, I used to do it anyway. And, like, we always used to have, like, hymns. Like, you know, like, what's it, like, Kumbaya, my lord, and all those things. And, like, yeah, Yeah. all those songs. Yeah, because it was, like, hardcore, (laughs) hardcore private school. But in England, I think there's two types of kids, as bad as it sounds. Like, you either went to uh, primary school or, wow, you either went to private school Mm. or you didn't go to private school. Like, uh, not private school in England isn't the best option. Okay. Like, it's not... Super safe. <laughs> like, it's not the mi- nicest situation. Like, if you can afford to send your kid to private school, you should. So, uh, okay. I went to private school. <laughs> like, yeah, um it was funny. Uh, I actually, like, it was, I was laughing when I saw you guys with the guitar downstairs. I played guitar for, like, f- 14 years. What? Yeah, and then life and decided I would never touch one again because, like, I had, like, a huge th- a thing about it. <laughs> what was the thing? Basically, it's actually why we ended up moving to Canada, which is the funniest part. My... I actually grew up with my grandmother and her partner. So her partner was named... His name was Jim. And uh he was, like, my step-grandfather, I guess, because, like, my grandparents separated, like, the Pakistani is in Pakistan. Okay. Um So anyway, she was... Like with this other person who became like my father, basically, because I didn't have a dad when I was young, like my mom was single right. and like she didn't really find anybody else like she didn't really want to. So mm-hmm. anyway, Jim became like my my dad, basically, like all of my kid pictures are with Jim. Like I was like, Jim was my dad. I had no other concept of like what a father was. I don't even really think I realized I didn't have one because Jim was here all the time. So anyway, Whoa. he, like, made me, like, bec- like I became obsessed with, like, Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Like, I was convinced I was going to marry him. Didn't, no one really had the heart to tell me that he was dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I was literally fangirling a ghost, which is great. Um, right, yeah. I literally, like, all of my kid videos, because, like, I was still, luckily, in the generation of, like, VCR. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have all these stupid VCR tapes of me, like, with, like, randomly, like, a fucking cow foamy pen. And, like, big sunglasses and, like, a denim jacket and being yes. like, what for the money? And, like, <laughs> and like fucking going to town. Like, I literally, like, embodied Elvis. Like, I don't know if I wanted to marry him or if I thought I was him. But there was, like, a really unhealthy relationship there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, my whole, like, childhood was Elvis. And then, like, I wouldn't go to sleep without Elvis playing on, like, a cassette beside me at night. I wouldn't would not sleep. Like, I would freak out. So I still go to bed with music on, which is hilarious. It's like the mm-hmm. only way to calm me down is to play music. So thanks to my grandmother and her cassettes, like now I'm all fucked up and can't sleep without music. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, no, it was like basically I played guitar because of Jim. Um, I actually came home from school one day uh, with like the slip, like the permission slip being like either play recorder or guitar. Like that would be the music lesson. Mm-hmm. All the girls were playing the recorder. So I was trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. And I came home and only showed my grandmother the side of the page for the recorder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Nana, can I go play the recorder? And she's like, that's a fucking stupid instrument. (laughs) And I remember being so heartbroken. I was like, but I want to play a recorder. All the girls play a recorder. (laughs) And she was like, no. Is there no other fucking instrument? And then she, like, changed it and saw the guitar. And she's like, yeah, you'll play guitar. And I was like, I don't want to play guitar. All the boys are playing guitar. And I would have been, like, in grade one at this time. So, like, I was really stuck on, like, I wanted to be a girl's girl. Yeah. Not a fucking boy's girl. So, anyway, <laughs> she's like, no, you're going to play guitar. And I remember being so pissed. Like, I was like, this is the worst day of my life. I hate this. I hate this so much. And then, like, I started going to the lessons. And, like, it was, like, three times a week. Like I go, yeah. Like they were like, like it was like pretty, like vigilant, like for some reason. So anyway, I would go and played my guitar lessons, and then by like year two, the class numbers started to dwindle because like people stopped wanting to play instruments anymore. Like it wasn't cool, so kids started to like drop off. Parents weren't really forcing them to do it, Mm -hmm. Um, and by like grade four, it was like the three of us. So it was like two guys and then me. And by this point, I had realized that. Elvis loved guitar. So I was like, I will love guitar. It will be the best thing I've ever done in my life. And by this point, I had, like, a collection of guitars. Like, I had, like, I think it was ridiculous. I had, like, four electric guitars and, like, six actual acoustic guitars. And, like, just so... I was obsessed. Like, I used to play, like, religiously. Wow. And, uh, like, my music teacher had me over to his house one night for, like, an event with all, like, the local musicians and, like, just wanted me to, like speak to them because he was like he thought i was like really good at music so he just wanted to bring that out of me a little bit
0: wow. little did
1: he know i'm just a shy little coward so like the moment <laughs> he was like this is rain i was like no it's not no no i don't play guitar i've never <gasps> touched one in my life he's lying like, like i like literally wouldn't play which is like looking back on it i'm like great rain a good one good one you couldn't just give that to him the poor guy invested so much time teaching you and then when it was finally time to shine i was like no no. And, like, I literally wouldn't do it. Like, no one could make me. My grandmother was so angry. She was like, you disappointed him. I'm like, you don't want to play it. I hate it. I hate this. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it was. I, like, won't to this day play instruments or sing in front of people. Like, I just can't do it. It's, like, the one phobia I think I have. Okay. So, uh, anyway, long story short, my grandmother ended up splitting up with Jim. In, like, not the best of ways. Uh, And then randomly, very, very soon after, in my grandmother's fashion, met my... Other now now official married step-grandfather who's Canadian. Okay. And she just decided to say, fuck it, and moved to Canada. Oh, my like, god! They met online, so that's great. Like <laughs> Tinder of the 90s, like, fuck sakes. So anyway, be, in the brown fashion that we have, we all came. We we're like, oh, my grandmother's leaving. We must all leave. So my mom came, I came, we all came. Um, wow. Moved to Sussex, New Brunswick, because mm-hmm. um, that's where he was from. Okay. So we moved there. I went to a school it's actually not even Sussex Elementary it's Sussex Corner Elementary so it's like even further out like it's like not even further it's like probably 15 minute drive I'm going to say 15-20 minutes but whatever it's even smaller like such a small school and I remember it was like super traumatizing for me because I was like what the fuck I'm not going to lie to you I didn't even know Canada existed (laughs) like I actually didn't know what Canada was and do you know what the worst thing was my grandmother showed me a picture back in the day Google was very limited Uh huh. so she googled a picture of Canada and Uh-oh. literally all that showed up was this massive moose. I now know that it's called a moose. Um, <laughs> so in my head, this massive big deer and these trees. And I remember literally standing there and just crying because I was like, I don't want to go there. Because I was like, this looks horrible. And there was like pictures of igloos. And I'm like, where are you fucking taking me? Like, I'm going to go there and die. Like, this looks it's like no buildings. Because it's, it's
0: only igloos. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I was literally I'm just like, where do people live there? In huts? Because I remember being horrified because I'm like, there's no pictures of homes. Like, do oh my people gosh. live in ice homes? It's like, <laughs> I didn't even know what an English was. Like, I'd never been educated in Canada yet. Like, right. we were talking about, I literally remember that my curriculum ended in Africa. And then I came to Canada. Like, I was learning about Africa and, like, Kenya. And, like, I specifically remember that my last class was, like, talking about neck stretching. Oh, wow! Right? Yeah. That was, like, the last class I ever did in England. And then I came to Canada. So I went from neck stretching to igloos. So I was like really freaking out a little bit because I was like, I don't know where you're taking me and I don't like this. I don't like this confusion I'm feeling. So we all hop on a plane, come to Canada. And I remember it was like not even, I think it was like four or five months in, 9-11 happened. And like I told you, uh, before in a car that day mm-hmm. I love how my I was emotionally disturbed by this moment but literally I was doing show and tell <laughs> like I actually like it really bothers me like I was like to this day I'm like this is so selfish of me uh-huh. but this is how I remember because like everyone remembers I find everyone remembers where they were for nine eleven. no matter yeah. how old you were yeah. like as long as you were past the like age of five yeah. you kind of just know where you were yeah. and I'm like of course mine had to be so fucking dramatic like of course yeah. I had to be doing show and tell <laughs> and like my show and tell got ruined because like an came on being like, you know, like, there's been a, an attack, like, everybody, like, stop what you're doing, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, holding my stupid newspaper clipping of the Hot Air Balloon Festival going like, <laughs> but what about my show and tell? And, like I, was, like, like, I remember being, like, so absorbed over the fact that I no longer could share about my show and tell and I never got to. And I remember being like, this sucks so much because, to be honest with you, I was so pumped because my show and tell... Literally landed the weekend, like literally the Monday after the Hot Air Balloon Festival weekend. So in my head, I hit the fucking goldmine. I was like, this is the best <laughs> show and tell. All of you guys can suck it. I get to talk about the Hot Air Balloon Festival and I get to show you the picture that I have in a hot air balloon. And in my head, I'm like, this is amazing. You can't touch this. And then what happens? Like, I'll take it from me. So I'm just like, great. This is what happens when you have an ego. This is what happens when you're not humble or modest. Someone just comes on and plucks it right out. And they're like, "Mm, not today, bitch. And you're just left standing there going, my whole weekend was worth nothing. So it's like I didn't even have Instagram back then to, like, validate me with some likes. Like Like, I literally was just left sitting there being like, this is just a memory now that no one will ever share with me. Like... You know what I mean though? Like that harsh reality of like, fuck, I don't get to brag. Like, this literally what show and tell is. It's just fucking bragging for 10 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Line 11. And then when that happened, I think my family kind of was like, ooh, fight or flight. And for some reason, we just were like, fuck it, let's go to France. <laughs> like, literally, my mom, I remember just being like, there's absolutely no reasoning behind this decision. Yeah. Like, there's absolutely no rationale, nothing. No, like, premeditative thinking pattern. Like, just like the true nomadic spirit that, like, the Khans possess of we will conquer the world eventually. (laughs) So my mum just up and decided, Raina, we're going to France. Fuck Canada. We're going to France. And I remember being like, Mom, you don't even speak French. Like, why are we going to go to France? And she was just like, it's beautiful there. And I'm like, well, I'm sure it's beautiful in English-speaking countries. Like, why the fuck are you going there? So anyway, we we literally did. We up and left and went to France. And then my mum and I, honest to goodness, traveled from the very, very tip of France, like the northernest northern part of France, all the way down to the south. So I went to, I think, 12 schools.
0: Wow. Yeah, I went to
1: 12 different schools during my mum trying to discover herself in front, <laughs> in front, right? So I just got dragged along for the ride. I was like, I think I'm pretty much discovered by now. I don't <laughs> think I can discover myself any more than I am. So by this point, I would have been like around 12. So, and your grandma stayed in Canada? Yeah, she stayed with her married, like her married life in oh. Canada, just stayed there and we were like cruising through France for two years yeah and it was like a long lengthy time it was good it was like it's why I learned how to speak French obviously they literally I guess I was being a stubborn little bitch which shouldn't surprise you uh, <laughs> and I would not learn a language in school so it took one school to just turn around and put me in the kindergarten class and I would have been in like grade five whoa and they didn't even give me a big kid chair so <laughs> They literally they like, put me in like that chair and they were like yeah Learn French. And I remember the only reason I know this thing, the whole, like, January, February, March thing, is because that's what I did in my grade five kindergarten class, learning the months of the freaking year in, in French. <gasps> yeah, and then I, I learned so quick. Like, I learned, like, literally in a snap, because humiliation can do amazing things. <laughs> like, like, you'd be shocked. Like, if you humiliate yourself, you can most likely learn from that. So I learned French very quickly. And, wow. Uh, By the time I learned French, my mom had enough of France. And we were like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so then I went back to England for a bit with my mom. And then, like, my mom had that second epiphany of, like, oh, God, motherhood. And was like, maybe you should go back to Canada. Maybe it's more up your alley. And I remember being like, up my alley? Like, all right, I guess, sure. (gasps) So then I went back over to Canada by myself this time and moved in with my grandparents. And then... The dysfunction begins. <laughs> what? Seriously? Yeah. So then by this point, there were some issues that came up. So this is like the nitty gritty of life coming up. Okay. The raw stuff. Okay. So basically, I had a very abusive situation in that situation. So then I ended up getting taken out by foster care by the time. I think I would have been 15. Yeah. Who? 15. Was oh, literally my grandparents. They're both a little fucked up. Like, love them to pieces. Like, we're like the the bridge is sort of. Built. (laughs) Like, tentatively built. Tentatively. It's, like, very tentative. Like, my fondest memories include my grandmother, but my grandmother has very, like, undealt with mental health problems. Okay. Like, she has absolute blackout rages. Like she's also when I say my grandmother, I should really clear something up. She's not like this tiny little five foot two lady that bakes pies. Like she had a Bowflex in her basement. Like this woman's like five foot eight and ready to kick your ass at any minute. Oh, my <laughs> God. like When I when I was living with her, she was only in like her early 50s because she had my mom when she was 13. Whoa. Yeah. She was like married when she was 13. OK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my mom, my grandmother has some screws upstairs that need to be tightened a little bit. Yeah. Never will, because she, she's past the age of trying to fix anything anymore. Right. But, um, yeah, so that situation became extremely out of hand, like, very badly out of hand. And, like, she kind of managed to make—I mean, I was a kid, so manipulation's pretty easy to do. Right. So she manipulated me in a way that I just, like, hated my mom. Like, she just, like, made me kind of feel like my mom, like, chose her life— of, like, freedom and, like, other men, whatever, like, over me. Mm-hmm. So she'd tell me that all the time. So it just, like, hit a point that, like, my mom would call and be, like, wanting to talk to me. I just, like, wouldn't speak to her because I'm just, like, well, fuck her. Like, she's not here anyway. Like, if she wanted to be here, she'd be here. Mm-hmm. So, like, my grandmother, like, twisted it already, st- like, stinging wound, like, twisted the knife just a little bit harder until, like, she's just she's very strange. She just, like, doesn't... Have you ever watched um, Arrested Development? Yep. Okay. So the mother... Okay, so you know how she doesn't like when people become friends in yep. the family? She, that's my grandmother. So the moment she wow. feels like anyone's, like, becoming close without her, it's like she has it in her head that we're all talking about her or we're all plotting against her in some weird way. So she just goes mental. So anyway, she does that. She still tries to do it, which is hilarious because I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, let it go. <laughs> like, But, like, she just can't. It's just, like, who she is as a person now. But, like, her husband doesn't have that excuse. Like, her husband's just a weak small man. Okay. Like uh, she's ve- He's very hated in my family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely, just, like, not a nice person. Like, oh. it's just kind of a shitty situation when you can look into a marriage and know that there's, like, circumstances that are just holding the marriage together at this point, not necessarily love anymore. Yeah. So, that's kind of the situation there. But okay. uh, got taken out of there, not before I got sent to reform school, though, because I got expelled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so by this point i'm obviously really angry alive because we're moving too much my mom's leaving me left right center yeah i'm having mommy issues and i'm having daddy issues because my dad's not around i don't even know what a dad's supposed to be yeah so of course i'm all fucked up um but by this point i'm just like sitting there like eh, i'm trying my best to be like as good as i can be yeah um rage happened like very very blind rage like Acute amount of rage. Like whenever people talk to me about anger, I'm like, "Honey, you have no idea." Like I ripped a locker off and threw it at someone. Like I reached a level of rage that like I don't even think I'm capable of reaching anymore.
0: Like, wow. Yeah. Like That's I impressive. just.
1: Yeah. Right. Because unfortunately, all this manual labor my grandmother had doing. Like I literally ripped up six acres of a picket fence around my house. Yeah. Because my grandmother one day was like, "I have something fun for you to do." Hands me a sledgehammer and it's like, "Take down the fence. I don't like it anymore." Yeah. And I would have been like twelve. <laughs> Oh, my god. Yeah, so, like, when I say to people, I'm like, the strength that I've acquired isn't necessarily gym strength. It's just a lifestyle. Like, my life has always just been very active and very self-protective, and preservation has just been key for me, like, Uh in a lot of situations. So, unfortunately, the strength got used in a very ugly way because, like, I also developed really quickly when I was young. Like, I was this height and size in grade seven wow yeah. okay so like i never grew after after grade seven which is fucking great like we're lovely like i can fit my grade eight prom dress like wow. literally i just like didn't develop anymore like i think the only thing that happened is maybe my boobs got a little bit bigger but even them they're just like little tiny little sad things that are like <laughs> hiding away from the world they're like no no Raina, we're good right here like, so and like maybe my thighs decided to beef up a bit more but like other than that jesus like absolutely the same so anyway because of that I was bigger than most people I was definitely stronger than most people when I was young and I just like took it out in a really terrible way Mm -hmm. and like I got into so many fights and like by fighting I mean like my mom literally at one point got nervous that it was going to go into a point that like I was going to be severely hurt like my mom literally I think only like two years ago told me that at one point she was nervous that I was like she was just gonna get the phone call one day that like something's just gone too far like literally because like multiple times the law got involved like I've literally unfortunately been arrested like I got like it got totally absolved though because like this one time it wasn't my fault luckily and it got caught on like cameras that I didn't do anything so I don't have a criminal record <laughs> excellent but like congratulations but, right like luckily yeah. right place at the right time this time but <laughs> um, yeah no I went through like a very like rough stage of just like really lacking any empathy towards anybody else around me because like mm. I just like gave up a little bit like life was kind of shitty Mm -hmm. And, like, everybody I thought I could trust or, like, had been there for me the most was no longer there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in the way that I thought they should be or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I guess I just, like, became a very ugly person at one point because, like, I just didn't care. Like, whenever people talk about emotional standpoints, I'm like, I've literally been in a spot that, like, I just really genuinely I wasn't sad I wasn't angry, like, even though I was, like, fighting everyone all the time, I was just, like, really over it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I just got, became very numb very quickly. Like, all of a sudden, I just remember being, like, th- like a good, like, four or five years yeah. of just, like, not really giving an f- absolute fuck mm-hmm. about, like, anything or anyone, because I was, like, let alone myself, because it just became, like, a lot of things went wrong, like, a lot of, like, I'll be honest with you, I guess. <laughs> like, there was, like, a lot of assault situations that came up in, like, my like teen years and it just like happened at a very i think not that there's a bad time for things and a good time for things but that age is like a very pinnacle moment for you because you're already very emotionally fragile yeah the fucking hormones mm-hmm. that if one or two things go wrong during that time then it's just like catastrophic for like a long time afterwards yeah because you just don't have the tools and the mechanisms yet to like deal with yourself yeah let alone deal with somebody else's baggage that has now been thrown at you because they had issues and now they're coming at you with those issues. Mm -hmm. So then you're like carrying two people's demons Mm -hmm. when you can't even deal with your own at that point. So I think it shaped me in a really bad way for a bit. Got kicked out of school, went to a reform school. It was an all-girls reform school. That went terribly wrong. (laughs) It got shut down because of human rights. (laughs) Whoa! Yeah, so that's great. So I got to come home. Um, (laughs) At this point, that's when I got taken out and put into foster because I came home and it just was twenty times worse than it was when I left, and this time I guess I finally found balls and like just told my mom. But I guess it's because like when I came home originally, my mom gave me an iPod, so I was never allowed a phone or anything for obvious reasons. They like were very like I never had like I never went to birthday parties and like I never had friends outside. Like I had like a lock and loaded household, because I think everyone in the house was just paranoid that I might say something to someone, like at some point. So. I never got to do anything. So my mom kind of knew, like, okay, something has to be going on, but she couldn't really, like, step on too many toes because, like, she was in England, I was in Canada. Mm -hmm. So she gave me the first iPod Touches that came out that you could have mail on. Like, you had internet access on it. I know. Remember that stupid fat little thing that they first came out with? Yeah. So I had that. Got stolen, in like, three months after having it. It was just so shitty, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Not before I used it to, like, email my mom and tell her. Like, something happened in my household and, like... I finally just decided to just tell my mom mm-hmm. and I was just like, I emailed her cause at the time there was no phone and I couldn't, I message from an iPod. So I emailed her and lucky enough, six hour time difference in England. So uh, it was like two in the morning and like my mom was literally just on her way to work and she got the email. So it was like very well timed. And like my mom just like called the house, freaked out, emailed me back being like, get the fuck out of the house and just go to like Callan at the time. Callan was one of my best friends when I was a kid mm-hmm. and like, I literally ended up going there, like, the middle of the night, and I remember walking all the way there with, like, no shoes on, because I was, like, so scared, and, like, just, like, terrified of, like, if I stopped or hesitated if something was going to happen, so I, like, ran all the way in, like, wintertime to my friend's house with no shoes on. Yeah, and, like, I get there, and, like, I remember my friend, like, opened the door and was, like, like, hysterically crying, because we'd been friends by this point for, like, six years, and she's, like, why didn't you ever tell me? I was, like, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm so Sorry. What happened? Oh, um, so a few things, I guess. Like, nutshell, it like there was like in mm, <laughs> there's, mm, the awkward sounds. So yep. obviously, my well, I mean, It's not obvious. Like I like I had. I was removed from mm, stuttering a lot. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden the nerves are kicking in. I'm like, oh, we're talking about real things. Yeah, me hands instantly. <laughs> so <laughs> so basically, I was removed from my house on the pretense of sexual assault and physical assault. So, um, basically, the only, like, I never even talked about with my, like, my mom doesn't even know that side of things. My Mm -hmm. mom only knows about the fact that I, like, had, like, my nose broken six times. Six times? Yeah. And, like, I always had, like, a lot of injuries mysteriously happening that, like, no one could allot for. But I would just be like, I fell down the stairs. Or, like, I play with my dogs too rough. Like, I'd, like, come up with, because, like, when you're a kid, like, you just, you think by protecting the people around you, you're protecting yourself. Yep. And, like, people don't it. understand that concept. Like, people are just like, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, because you think you're going to be alone. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, more formidable to you than having someone, like, doing whatever. Because, like, you don't want to be alone in, like, 13. Like, yeah. what, like who wants to be alone in 13? That's a horrible concept for anyone in that age. Yeah. Like, you might have at some point thought that you wanted that. You definitely didn't. Yeah. So, like, when you're put in that position, you will always choose the people you're around than, solid like, solitary confinement like it's like not and like in my head I didn't have my mom because she was off doing her own thing Mm -hmm. and I didn't have the people I was living with because they were the issue Mm -hmm. and I wasn't allowed to have friends like I had friends in school but like there were no friends ever coming to my house and I never went to friends houses so like I didn't have any outdoor areas Mm -hmm. the only thing I was allowed to do was fitness like I was allowed to be on sports teams yeah right weird right nice. so like that was like my obsession like when I was young like that was like my ultimate escape was like sports as cliche as that sounds and it was just because like not even because I don't even know if it was because I enjoyed sports or was it was just because it was the only time that I wasn't in a classroom and I wasn't at home yeah. like it was like I was just able to just chill and like have like a minute of feeling because at that age like I was already looking back on it feeling not normal because, like, all my kids, like, all my kids, all my friends, like, were kids and, like, talking about kid things. And, like, I wasn't relating to any of it because, like, I wasn't allowed to do it or other things were happening that mm-hmm. weren't happening to my friends. Right. So I just was, like, constantly on a different page. Mm-hmm. But, like, in sports, I was always on the same page. And so I was, like, I think it was, like, the only time that I would feel, like, re- relevant, really. Because I was, like, okay, like, we can talk about this. <laughs> like, instead of, like, because if someone was, like, what did you do after, like, school yesterday? I was, like, mm. Nothing like I don't know walked my dog or something, so like it was kind of like shitty I guess like until until I got taken out and put into the Parkers house. So the Parkers house was my foster family. Um, I hated their son. <laughs> their son was actually in my school. He was my birthday twin, and I thought he was Satan. <laughs> like literally for the entire time we were in school together, I thought he was the absolute worst person I've ever met. He hated me as well. He thought I was a raging bitch. Like literally, we would just fight for no reason. Like just no reason like literally he would say something and i'd be like (coughs) like literally that's how we were with each other like once we both got kicked out of class at the same time for defending the same person and we both still wouldn't agree about it outside in the hallway like we were we were we were doing the same thing Mm -hmm. and we should have agreed and we still just sat there being like well you're fucking stupid well your your face is stupid and you look like a monkey so (laughs) like literally stupid shit so anyway We ended up, he, I guess, like, I only found this out, like, honestly, like, I think two years ago, that his mom was like, it's funny, because, like, you don't know this, but I asked him first, like, before you came into our house, I asked him, like, would you be okay with Raina being here? And this was, like, during a stage that we apparently hated each other, Mm -hmm. and then I guess David just turned around and was like, yeah, of course, like, why wouldn't I be? Because, like, he told her, like, she told him, like, the whole situation, because, like, Foster filled her in, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, after he heard everything, he was understanding and it was like yeah of course she should come here like she should live here even though at the time we still didn't like each other he just didn't want me in that situation anymore so I moved Wow. still wouldn't talk to each other and then like two weeks passed and we just like wouldn't talk to each other and I was like I was fucked at this point like I was like sitting in my room all day and like I used to smoke so much weed like an intolerable amount of weed like a very bad amount like it hit a point that like um, I couldn't eat or sleep or really do anything unless I smoked Because it was like a pattern for me Like before I eat I would smoke So that would trigger the hunger So if I didn't smoke I just didn't feel like I was hungry anymore And like Mm -hmm. you know what So that's I was just in a very dark (laughs) Situation for myself Because like now, yeah, I can smoke weed and be normal because, like, I'm just smoking weed for the sake of it, not for the sake of trying to not think about life, mm-hmm. which is, like, there's a difference between the amounts. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like, basically, his mom one day was, like, he asked to go to town because at this point, by the way, where we lived was a 45-minute drive to town. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> no so no he way. asked to go to town, and she's, like, only if you take Raina with you. And he was like so annoyed. He was like, I don't fucking wanna take her. Like, I'm going to meet the guys. And like he was, he was gonna go meet like three of his best male friends, who are now three of my really good friends too. Hmm. And he's like, I don't fucking wanna take her. She's a girl. She doesn't even belong there anyway. It's a bunch of guys. And take her. his mom was like, Well, you can either take her or you're not taking the car. And he was like, Oh. So, so like, well, you're like 16? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> so like, you know, 16 year old guy. So he like comes in, opens my door this much, like literally a crack.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's
1: just like, why are you awake? <laughs> and I remember being, like, like in bed just making stupid faces. Because, like, am I awake? Of course I'm awake. It's, like, fucking one in the afternoon. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm awake. What? What do you want? <laughs> and, like, by the way, I'm being so rude considering it's his house. Like, I don't know what, who I thought I was. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, he's just like, do you want to go to the mall? And I'm like, I remember literally laying there and having an internal conflict. Being like, do I want to go to the mall? I want to go to the mall. But, like, I fucking hate him. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, but, like, I want to go to the mall. And I was like, yeah, okay, I do, yeah. And he's like, well, if you're not downstairs in five minutes, I'm leaving without you. And I was like, no, you're not by me, I'm leaving without you. (laughs) I, like, quickly get changed. I come downstairs. We get in the car. And it was, like, so quick. And, like, to this day, we can't really define when, like, we went from being mortal enemies to, like, absolutely inseparable best friends. Because literally that car ride, that 45-minute car ride within, like, two minutes, I was like, can I put the radio on? And he's just like, well, yeah. We're not going to drive in silence. And I remember being, so I turned the radio on and the song was on. I remember being like, okay, so Black and Yellow. Do you know Black and Yellow? No. You know what it is. <laughs> like, literally, it's like the most ghetto song. Anyway, our school colors were Black and Yellow, so that actually used to be the, like, the song that we'd come out to and games. So anyway, mm-hmm. it came on and I remember being like, oh, I love this song. And like he was like, yeah, me too. And like from that moment on, we were friends. Like, literally, from that moment on, I have no memory of, like, not agreeing on anything ever again. Like, it's so weird to me that, like, that one moment was literally a pinnacle changing point. Like, that one song, for some reason, we both agreed on it and just accepted that we both liked it. And then from that point on, we were just friends. And, like, he's, like, been with me for, like, ever now. Like, literally, we've been friends since then. And I'm, like, so, yeah, it's, like, over 10 years now.
0: And, like, he's, like,
1: I actually, like, he's, like, he's the first person I tell everything to. He's, like, a complete brother to me. And, like, his parents are as well. And, like, the first person I told we were opening the studio to was David. Because David was the first person to take me to a gym.
0: Oh, my god! Yeah. And I was,
1: like, it's hilarious how the tables have turned. Yeah. Because I'm, like, you've, like, because he stuck by me through a lot. Like, an absolute lot. Like, me going through a lot of garbage. Like, I dated his best friend. (laughs) And, like... That went very south. Like, his best friend, unfortunately, turned out to be, like, a huge coke head and, like, Um, an absolute just degraded soul. um, And, like, unfortunately, he's fine now. He's married, has a kid, like, living life great, but went through a stage that we were all like, you are not going to live your life well, bro. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, like, stuck by me through that whole situation. Like, he obviously got faced with, like, the decision of remaining friends with me or friends with him. Wow. And he chose me. Cause like I'm better, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's like the like the moment we decided to open Kula and like do this whole venture with Emily, like -hmm. he was like the first person. I was like, oh fuck, I have to tell Dave. He's gonna be so pumped. And like that's awesome. Yeah, and it was true because like he was the first person. Was like Rainy, you just need to go to a gym because like we would go downtown together. We turned nineteen together. Went downtown and all I would do is fight. Like I basically went out with the ambition of fighting someone. Like every single time i would be like today I'm gonna fuck a bitch up. Like, literally, it was, like, so bad. Like, it hit a point that I actually remember one night, David throwing me over his shoulder, and there was a bar in Moncton called the Cosmo. I'm not sure if you've been to Cosmo. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, it's, like, it's now the Cosmo Complex, but this was the original Cosmo. And uh, he literally threw me over his shoulder and dragged me out of the bar. And he's, like, six foot three, like, a big guy. And he literally just was, like, fuck off. And, like, just like I was just like, dang, you can't tell me what to do. And, like, when I'm five foot two. Like, I'm like, what am I battling right now? Like, he's like Godzilla in front of me. Like, what am I going to try and do? Like, punch him softly? Like, I'm like, like, literally it's pointless. And, like, at this point he was, like, super into his workouts. So he's just, like, huge as well. And there's me being like, hey, okay, fuck you, you can't tell me shit. And, like, he literally, while I'm mouthing off, being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. He just, like, literally picks me up. And I'm like, nah! and i remember being so angry and like literally hitting him and being like i hate you i hate you <laughs> and then like literally being outside and him just being like walking down the street because we used to live literally right around the corner from the bars conveniently mm-hmm. and he was like are you fucking done and i'm like are you fucking done are you gonna put me fucking down i can't believe you do this to me it's humiliating <laughs> and like literally he just like put me down and i was just like standing there like a child on the side of the road mm. and like he was like like, the first time, like, he gave me, like, a wake-up call. Like, it was the first time a friend gave me a, w- a wake-up call. Because he's like, honestly, at this point, you're not just putting yourself in danger, you're putting all of us in danger. He's like, because you're starting fights with people that, like, have friends, right? Now. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't want you to fight. Like, I don't like it watching other people fight. I only like watching myself fight. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, exactly. So, like, can you at least reason with yourself with that much? And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> like I literally remember being like so annoying about it, and just being a little turd, and just being like, I'm just like never gonna grow up, and you're never gonna see me grow up because I'm angry. <laughs> literally, yeah. and then like I guess like to nutshell the past a like, few years, um, you heard me talking downstairs about my knee when I was like worried about Sean's hand. Yes. Yeah. So okay, power lifted, <laughs> <laughs> discovered powerlifting. It was the most invigorating feeling because like if you feel really mentally weak, what's the best way to counter that? to be mm. very physically strong. So I became, like, obsessed with weightlifting. And if you see, like, <laughs> a picture of me before, I was straight up look like a fucking turtle because, like, my <laughs> traps were so overly developed because all I would do is pulls. Like, all I was like, oh, I am the best back worker out ever. <laughs> like, literally, I was, like, an obsession to me. Like, I was, like, all I wanted to do was, like, look stronger than I felt, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, really focused on that, <laughs> and uh, got my deadlift up to like three hundred and five pounds. Like I That's was like a little insane. yeah, like I was a little animal, and wow. like all I wanted to do was lift. Like it was like, like the most bro of the bro thing to say. But like, are you coming in? okay cat Archie is coming in. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just being creepy and whispering. Are you coming in? <laughs> Hello. Like, like listeners, are you coming in? <laughs> but yeah, no. I became like obsessed with it. Literally three days before I compete, my knee quote unquote blue. Oh, my goodness. Quote, unquote, because it never did. Um, So this would have been now about three years ago. And uh, ever since then, I couldn't straighten or put too much weight on my knee. Like, they ended up putting it in a brace for a while. No one could figure out what the fuck was wrong with it. In the meantime of trying to figure out what that was wrong with it, I found out that I actually had hip issues in both of my hips. Um, Oh, you're so cute. Thank you. I'm adorable, I know. I know. Um, Basically my joint and my well the joint and the socket of my hip is like not shaped properly so it just grinds out everything all the time so all the acute lower back pain and things I was having wasn't just because I was working out too hard which is literally what I thought because I'm a psychopath apparently I'm like all this pain means I'm getting all the gains like no it actually just meant I was fucking hurting myself but anyway Mm -hmm. great personal trainer right like like, It's okay. I don't hurt my clients. Like just just myself. <laughs> just, like, just cool. like I push myself further than I should. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, basically what ended up, are you leaving now?
0: Okay, bye. <laughs> she
1: had his little visit. <laughs> he's,
0: <done. laughs> he's like, okay, bye guys. So anyway,
1: mm-hmm. what ended up happening is this is actually now within the past few months, which is actually pretty much like right The cat right before, keeps coming in and out of the closet. I know, he doesn't know what he wants. Does no. he just? I think he just wants some love. Um, Pretty much actually right before I went to Cape Breton and met Sean, which is funny how that timing works. Um, Literally, I think three weeks before that. Yeah, definitely three weeks before that. I actually like got thrown the most massive curveball because like I've always really prided myself and I'm pretty sure it's really easy for people to tell. It's not a hard thing to read that I'm like obsessed with coming across as like I'm amazing and I am really strong and I am not scared of anything and nothing has ever gone wrong in my life because I'm impenetrable and people are like, okay and I'm like, I'm a strong bitch, I'm a warrior <laughs> like me the other night, I wanted to be a viking I just wanted to fuck shit up like, and everyone's like, "Wow." wow like, but yeah, no, I, I like really prided myself on that and like, I really worked hard to create that image, I think Mm-hmm. And like hence all the weight gain for like my muscles and like this whole like thing of being like very strong, like especially because I'm a fucking five foot two female that works in like the gym industry
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: gym that I first worked at in Halifax had like 12 male trainers and two females. Yeah, so I was, like, hardcore, like, I am also a bro. (laughs) (laughs) You do not get to belittle me. Like, no, so, like, I had this whole concept of, like, who I had become and, like, how I was, like, super proud of it. Mm -hmm. And, like, anyone that talked to me was, like, yeah, she's got her shit together. She's doing really well. And I was, like, yeah, I do. I do have my shit together. I am doing really well. (laughs) And then, like, I went in for a reassessment after I had hip surgery a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had my final reassessment to see, like, do I need to redo my hip surgery Update, I do, because it didn't go well. It was an experimental hip surgery, because it's, like, an issue that usually happens to 80-year-olds. So, anyway, I had an experimental surgery. Experiment is void, so. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, um, I went in, and he was, like, my surgeon was, like, this still doesn't make any sense about your knee, though, like, It doesn't seem to be coming up in, like, x-rays or anything. Like, it's it's very strange that it just doesn't move. But they can feel that it's weak and it moves, whatever. They can feel that there's an issue and I'm not just, like, they're being like, I have knee pain. (laughs) There's, like, nothing wrong with me. Right. So, anyway, um, he's just like, just go to your family doctor and get referred to a rheumatologist. And I'm like, are you telling me I have arthritis? (laughs) like instantly I'm like this is the worst day of my life (laughs) I'm being told I have to redo my hip surgery and I have fucking arthritis in my fucking knee because I'm like not even my like my elbow or like my hand like my left hand like something I don't need that often (laughs) like my right knee like I'm like this is this is horrendous so anyway I go and I remember looking at my family doctor and he like as convenient as this was Super inconvenient because I went right from that appointment to my family doctor because he's like, yeah, yeah, actually, we do have a time slot right now. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> fucking great. So I run all the way there and I'm just like, I'm super chill at this point because I'm accepting, quote unquote, that like, oh, I have to redo my hip surgery. And oh, shit, there's something wrong with my knee. Might be arthritis. <laughs> so anyway, I go and I'm just like, hey, I acting so cool. Like you would have laughed. I was like so like nonchalant just being like, hey, what's up? I'm actually just here to get referred to a rheumatologist. <laughs> and he's just like looking. He's like, what? And I'm like, oh, you know, Dr. Wong, my surgeon, told me I need to just go see a rheumatologist about my right knee. So if you could just do that, that would be great. <laughs> and he's like looking. He's like, you can't just get referred to a rheumatologist. Like you have to have blood work first. And if anything shows up on your blood work, then they take you to a rheumatologist. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So there's, like, the first wrench went in because I'm like, so I don't just get to be in a rheumatologist office today? <laughs> Fuck. Like, when can I go? Canada's very slow with their medical system. Like, is it going to be another five-year wait? Like... So anyway, I'm standing there, and uh, sitting there, and he's just like, can I ask, like, why you need to go to see a rheumatologist? And I'm like, God, oh, you know, my knee. It's all fucked up. You're the, I'm just like, you were the first one that sent me in the first place. Remember, the knee doesn't move. And he's just like, yeah, like, what else are your symptoms, though? So by this point, I'm kind of realizing he's, like, fishing a little because I'm like, the fuck you ask my symptoms for? Just need a rheumatologist referral or blood work, sure, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, woo almost knocked off the microphone i got really frightened <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's going down <laughs> so i remember like looking at him i'm like my well to put it bluntly all of my joints just feel like this so i can't really verbally explain this except that i have a robo hand yeah so, like, it like both, it like both my hands do it they just shake when you yeah, go to make they, like when yeah, you go to
0: move your fist, fingers down yeah. they.
1: and he like looked at it and he's just like what He's like, why haven't you mentioned this before? So he's been my family doctor for about four years now. And wow. I just suddenly decided, to be honest, <laughs> what a coincidence. I know. Like, right? And he's right. like looking at me, he's like, how long has this been going on for? I'm like, ah, like, like five years, I don't know, five, six years maybe. And he's just like, are you serious he's like you think that's normal and I'm like well I've broken all my fingers so I just thought maybe that's why and he's like looking at me like I'm the absolute epitome of an idiot and in that moment I also felt like I was an epitome of an idiot because I'm like you know as I'm talking to you I realize that everything I'm saying is super stupid and that I should have just come to you like I'm like I don't know why I didn't tell you in all the other moments that I've been in here but here we are my hands move like robots so wanna help and so he's like look at me he's like does it hurt and I was like I guess I'm like I work out though so you know like pain is kind of normal for me (laughs) and he's just like okay but there's a difference between like muscular and skeletal so I'm sitting there and I'm like realizing that like okay this is the day that I'm just like honest about myself which is like a funny moment when like your brain kind of kicks in like stop lying Mm -hmm. and you're just like I don't really want to stop lying (laughs) and like internally you're like yo yo but you're gonna stop lying today (laughs) and you're just like no <laughs> it's like that whole internal battle that just like happens within like 10 minutes of like you just have to come clean a little so I just like sat there and I was like hmm. and I was like yeah I guess like I'm in a lot of pain and he's just like worse so I like told him I'm like I get a lot of neck pain and like a lot of lower back and a lot of like like my legs always feel very heavy and like so do my hands like my hands don't I don't have any grip strength basically so mm. um I was like it's really affecting me because <laughs> I'm like when I tried to work out like I can't do it properly. Like I'm like starting to like not be able to do what I'm normally able to do. Mm. I'm like which is like fucking with my head because I'm like, I'm a strong bitch. <laughs> Why can't I fucking lift a thing? Like I can't even open a bottle of water but I can deadlift three hundred pounds. Like what is this? Like so anyway, um he then looks at me and like by this point he's known me like I said for a few years. Mm-hmm. So he kinda knows mm-hmm. like he's a doctor, like he's not stupid. Yeah. So he just like hands me over those two pieces of paper and like I remember looking at them and it was like a fucking train wreck, like instantly went off in my head. Like I basically took an emotional meltdown in like two seconds. I've never cried on command so quickly in my life. <laughs> like I was like Academy Award goes too, but like genuine tears. Like I've like, I like literally just like couldn't hold it back because all I saw was the two pieces of paper that were like, one of them was the test for anxiety and one of them was the test for depression. And I was like, I'm not here for my mental health right now. I'm here for my knee pain. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, really offended because I was, like, you think I'm fucking depressed? Mm-hmm. And, like, in le- instead of being, like, relieved by that moment or, like, finally somebody has listened to my cries, <laughs> it was more just, like, fuck you and your shit. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, you're some doctor thinking I'm just going to fill out this stupid form for anxiety and shit. <laughs> and, like, I remember, like, having a hissy fit and, like, completely poor guy just, like, sat there and waited for me to just shut up, basically. Mm-hmm. He's, like, I just... Just take a minute and just, like, don't speak. Just fill the form. So I'm assuming you've seen it before when, like, you have to check, like, how regularly do you feel this? And you're just like, okay. And then for some reason, every question is like a fucking trigger question because you're like, oh, my God, every day. Okay, this is fine now. I'm sure everybody feels like this every day. So, Raina.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One thing that I like to ask people at the end of a podcast what does it look to you
1: to be mentally healthy? Damn, I gotta like sum that up right quick. It's I like know, a really hard question. I
0: know. It's funny. I leave it for the end, and then they're
1: like, oh "I my know, gosh. wow. It's like a stunting question. That's like, <laughs> did you see my face? It just went blank. I totally did. Like, I, it. Was like, mm. like <laughs> mm. I was like, you're just like, I was like, right. It does not compute. Mental health, physical health, overdrive. Um. So what? What was the question? Something health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say mentally healthy right
0: yeah what does it look like to you so this personal this is personal what does it look like to you to be mentally healthy
1: um okay so like for me if i reached a point like right now looking at myself like i'm not even going to talk about other people looking at myself i think for me to reach mental health would be that i would just need to reach a point of like acceptance mm. like uh if i just like could bring myself to a level of acceptance and just let things as people quote and quote like all the time tell you to do just learn how to let things go and just like the past is the past things have happened mm-hmm. and just learn how to accept and basically forgive like myself and other people mm-hmm. i think that would bring me to a very good mental place cuz like i think that's more what it is is just too much baggage and mm-hmm. too many issues that you just can't resolve with yourself which just like leads to a lot of other issues constantly so like if I could just learn to just like accept things Mm
0: -hmm.
1: sometimes like especially like my own flaws mentally and physically like I think it would be for the best for me I'm not at that point at all not even close yet but like I'm trying to be so if I could work on that I think that's actually the key for me is just like hitting that like perfect level of just like zen with everything Mm -hmm. which like I've been really working with with Emily. (laughs) It's like just learning how to, like, be like, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. And just instead of constantly trying to find solutions for things that there are actually no solutions for. Because sometimes that's not exactly helpful for yourself. So if I could find that, then, yeah, I'd probably be really good. But for the time being, I'll just struggle. <laughs> I'll just you know, paddle my way saying. up the hill constantly. <laughs> like constantly trying to fix everything that's not broken. Right. Like <laughs> But yeah, I think that's for me personally, that would be a big life change, I think. A good percent sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I like that. Yeah. I mean I'm always gonna be a strong bitch physically so Well obviously. I could always lift.
0: <laughs> you can always I could,
1: lift. I could bro out with the best of them. <laughs> I love it when people are like, "You're such a bro." I'm like, "Oh my god, stop it!" Like, I'm like, "I know." I'm like, it's like such a flattering thing for you to tell me, and then like, I can kind of tell that like some people are annoyed by it. And I'm just like, "Sorry, sorry, bro." I'm like, "Should I talk about flowers instead and baking? Because like, I make a mean piece of bread. Like, piece of bread, loaf of bread. I make one single slice, one piece of bread. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, we'll leave it on acceptance. I like it. Yeah, that's good. What's yours? Oh, has nobody ever asked you? No, no one's oh, ever asked Oh, I me. feel so special right now. <laughs> How has nobody ever asked you before? Because I'm the one that asks the questions. Yeah, but like, okay, I don't want to be in a hot seat for fucking twenty hours. I want to know what yours is too. Because <laughs> if my, if you, you've probably heard so many other people's definitions of mm-hmm. betterment and health. So what's yours? Okay. All right. I'm so excited. <laughs> I do my pants right now. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> you're re- you're ready yeah. for this.
0: Yeah. My idea of being mentally healthy is recognizing when things are being able to easily recognize when things are out of balance and being able to be brave enough to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So like if I need to have my medication adjusted, then doing that. And if I need to talk with someone about something, or if I really need to be like, you know what, I'm having thoughts that Like, I want my life to end now being able to reach out and without shame Mm -hmm. and just be like, this is a normal part of my life. And I know it's a normal part of most like of a lot more people's lives than I probably realize. So it's not something to be ashamed about, but to just be able to, yeah, shamelessly work on, work on making sure I am in a good mental space and doing what needs to be done in order to get there. Mm -hmm. I think that's my idea of what it is to be mentally healthy, just being aware and willing to do what needs to be done in order to re- to to have a healthy outlook on life and be able to like, take things in and cope with uh, devastation without being wrecked by it.
1: Yeah, that's a solid definition, I think. Oh, that's like you. a whole conversation itself right there. <laughs> like literally, it's true, though, because like I think like, that's the one thing that's like a misconception. Like, with people. It's, hmm. like, what even their goal is at the end of the day. Because I find, like, a lot of people that di- get diagnosed with anything, that is their finite goal.
0: Mm. Like,
1: they were diagnosed with depression, it's done now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they don't have a step two. Like, okay, I was diagnosed with something, how can I make this better for myself? Mm. Like, I find, like, that's, like, a lot of the time what I get the vibe from people, and I'm like, do you not have an end game? Like, this is what you want your life to be now? Right. So I find, that's... like, that's, like, refreshing to, like, hear somebody else just be like, no... This is not the end game. It's like, not. It's just yeah, the beginning. This is the yeah. beginning. Like yeah. So I find like that's like a, a thing that I always hear with people, and it's always disappointing for me because I'm like, is that what I'm supposed to do? Like I'm just supposed to just be like, okay, end game, <laughs> lock and load. I guess I'm in it for the long run. You know what I mean? Though? So like it's good that like, think, like for the most part, I find like there's like at least some people that are able to realize that it's not the end game. Thank it you. wasn't even a chapter to f- in the first place. It was just a hiccup. Whoa, I'm like almost getting teary. <laughs> You're like, no, don't say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. Like, I find that that's like the thing that people should like hold on to instead of like the the, the sad side of things and like the, the life altering side of things. It's just a tiny hiccup. Like, you'll get over it. Hopefully, yeah. like, fingers yeah. crossed. Like you, you won't ever get over it, but you'll learn to live with it better than you. You know what I mean. Like yes. you'll just, you'll just track through. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, like if I know I can like deal with these things, then like actual life issues are nothing really. Yeah. Like I think that's kind of when like stressful things happen and people are like, aren't you like stressed by this? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, you should hear what happens in here. Yeah. <laughs> And then tell me yeah. if I should be stressed by that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, see like, you hear what is happening in my head. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a terrifying place to be sometimes. <laughs> it is. So totally you want to is. talk about financial issues? Woo! It yeah. Sounds like a party. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> relief. Okay. Yes. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's nice. It's nice that you like have a better outlook on it. Cause like I think that's like the biggest. That's nice actually that you end every podcast like that. Cause like I think more people need to really try to think of it. Because I think once that diagnosis happens, it just, like, stops people a lot. Like, it's almost like that was what they needed to hear, and they didn't need to hear anything else. Like, they didn't need to hear what step two would be. They didn't need to hear what a solution would be. They just needed to hear the reason behind something, even if maybe that wasn't the reason in the first place. Mm -hmm. So then they just, like, stop, and then they live their life behind, like, this facade of depression forever. And it's just like a sad cloud, and like it's just like you, sh- you shouldn't have to do that. And like whereas I think it's like for me, that's why I didn't want to be diagnosed with it, because I was like, oh, I don't want to walk around with like a sad cloud. <laughs> like I'm like I'm more of a ray of sunshine. Like I don't, <laughs> like like, I don't want to be a fucking thunderbolt. Like this sucks. <laughs> so yeah, it's like good when you hear like other people who like know that there's like still stuff to look forward to. Like you're not always gonna wake up not wanting to look forward to anything. Yeah. Right. Yes, you're like yes. I do want to look forward to things. I do. <laughs> yeah. I totally do. Yeah. So I think that's nice. Like it's a cool. It's a good question, actually. Because like even for people, because like I've never even sat here and thought about that. And like I think a lot. <laughs> like I really do. I sit home and think all the time. And I think that's why when people meet me and think I'm super immature, I always laugh because I'm like, no, I save my maturity for the conversations in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, then I just like release the goof with everybody else because you don't want to have these conversations with me. it'll exhaust you and it will exhaust me and it's just <laughs> annoying. It's so just, just just save that for another day. Like yeah. let me just be a child around you and we'll be all good. <laughs> so yeah, no no no. It's not I've never asked myself that question. Like, which is sick to be honest, because now I'm gonna sit home and dwell on that for another couple of days. Like, what is mental health? <laughs> what does it really mean to me? You'll get a paragraph from me in like two days. Ruth, it is not acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually this five paragraph syllabus I've written for you, <laughs> and you'll be like, "Damn, she took that real serious," and I'll be like, "Yeah, I studied." <laughs> It's true, though. Like, realistically, you'll probably get a message from me with, like, a, an alterated version of I'm, what I actually find.
0: I'm really looking
1: forward to it. Yeah. If I get that from you, I will be publishing it. Oh, no, I'll, I'll write it. Like, I know I will, because, like, that's such a, like, a question that I've never even taken. Did you? Oh, you asked Emily this question. I oh, did. Oh, fuck, I'm pumped. I'm so <laughs> pumped. Like, I'm so pumped to compare answers. And now we're going to have such riveting conversations when we go home. Like, Riveting this is going to be great. Like, I'm so excited. I'm so like, we're going to go home, we're both going to be like, so what did you say? And she'll be like, well, what did you say? And I'll be like, acceptance. And then she's definitely not going to say acceptance. I wonder what she said. Can't even guess. Oh, this is such a, like a, 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 like, a test of friendship. Like, I, I'm like trying to like figure out what would she have said. Probably like something about being mindful and whole and at peace with yourself. I don't know. Oh, fuck, I'm so excited. <laughs> Like, I'm so excited.
0: I can you, I want, it, I want to see you both tell each other the answer. Oh my
1: God, we'll totally film it for you. Okay. And we're we'll like, it's. we're funny on film too because we forget the camera's there. Perfect. Like, we literally time-ass ourselves doing yoga all the time and 100% forget it's there. And like, you can catch the glimpses when we've realized that we are forgetting because you'll see me being like, hey. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and i my eye, I was so sorry. I'm so sorry, yoga. And then, like, we forget again and cuddle the dog, and we're like, oh, wait, yoga. <laughs> like, literally, I'm like, we're the worst video is. So, yeah, no, we'll 100% I'll tell her that we can't tell each other until we have a camera in front of us. We'll do it when we get home. Perfect. Thank we're you. We're going to giggle so much. I'm still looking forward to this. Yeah. See, it's good we separated us. Yeah.
0: That we, was good. It was yeah. a good decision uh, doing each of you separately. Yeah.
1: We would have giggled too much. Yeah and done the side eye like don't speak about that that's a bad new news (laughs) (laughs) too deep it's too too deep deep. the cut will never heal (laughs) your Epsom salt baths won't fix this (laughs) can you imagine can you imagine (laughs) oh god but yeah, cool. Well, this Irish. was really fun. It was, it was, really, it was yeah. really, really fun. Yeah, no, thank I'm you so gonna much. I'm going to be really hung up on that question until the next time we talk now. I'm going to come over. I'm, yeah, please do. I'll come over and be like, come Ooh. over and. In- Hello, did you see my answer with Emily? <laughs> <laughs> I have a new one. <laughs> like, one. I'm going to be walking around telling everyone, what is your definition of mental health? <laughs> like, our landlord. <laughs> we go to see the studio. Hello, David. May I ask you a question? <laughs> okay, what? what is your definition of mental health? <laughs> He'll be like, what is wrong with you? Like, he already thinks I'm crazy. Like, if I do that, he's literally going to be like, get out. We yeah. don't want your studio here. You and you hippie people. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Was this fun. was really great. This was yeah, a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. This is great before bed chat time. Perfect. you am going to go home and pass the fuck out. Oh, me too.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go home. Home. I'm going to go to the next room and pass
1: out. You're like, me too. I'm like, this is not your home? Like,
0: this Wait, whole time, thought this was my
1: home? Can you imagine? This whole time I've been visiting some sort of homestay. Like, <laughs> this is somebody else's closet. I don't know. These aren't my clothes. Can you imagine? Whose clothes am I touching? Like, this is not yours. Like imagine that bathrobe it is not that much who knows who was wearing that this carrot costume Yeah, <laughs> it's ketchup oh <laughs> <laughs> I love that I was kind of close like yeah. I was like I bet you I'm not even close I bet you this isn't even fucking a costume you're like, actually it's a bottle of ketchup I'm like oh shit Heinz 57 where you at though <laughs> <Like, laughs> alright seriously oh yeah right, 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 right down right. bye yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay to everyone that was listening thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the time Raina is laughing <laughs> i do appreciate you taking the time to to listen and uh to spend time with me and with my friends
1: <laughs> <Goodly tits. laughs> it's true though it's all we do oh goodness um
0: and also, if, uh, if you have the time, I would really appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast. That helps me out a lot. And um, yeah, and just remember that wherever you are, I am sitting here loving you. Have a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, night. <laughs> and I'll be talking to you again soon. <laughs> I
1: literally always say that's so cute. Really? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, love you too. Oh,
0: <laughs> good. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to spread love, Andrea. Okay? Okay? Spread love. Spread love, not hate. Spread love, <laughs> not hate.
1: That's what we need. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Deep monotone voice. <laughs> I love love. I love.
0: <laughs> oh, for goodness' sake! Oh. Okay. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.